Shifting your mindset during a time of change is critically important to success as an investor. And today's guest has thousands of units, has had a lot of success, and is going to be sharing some strategies that he's learned along the way to being able to step into a better way of thinking. I think you're going to like this episode. It's a lot of mindset and some strategy, so let's get right to it. Let me ask you something. Are you hitting success yet you know that there's another level? Or perhaps you're just getting started. You're trying to put all these pieces together, get your first deal, but something's holding you back. Or maybe you're going through a big change in your career and your life, but for some reason you just can't take the steps you need to know in order to move forward. Well, I've been having a lot of really incredible conversations with people who are in the exact same position as you are, and they've been able to make massive change happen very quickly. Whether that's doubling your income within just a few months, whether that's making some kind of big shift in your life and really unlocking that vision, or perhaps it's just getting clear on what that vision needs to be so that you can really take those steps. Of course, you guys know me, host of the Investor Mindset here, Steven Pesavento, and high performance coach. I've been working with clients for years, seeing and helping them see major results. And I'd love to set up a call to discover if it's possible to be able to help you with some of those same things. If you are in a position where you want more and you're committed to taking some steps to get there, then I encourage you to head over to investormindset.com discover and let me know a little bit more information about you. Set up a call and we'll jump on and, and we'll walk through a discovery process. Totally complimentary. You'll walk away with a lot of clarity. And if there's some way that I can help serve you, I'll let you know that too. So you can just head over to investormindset.com discover. And I look forward to serving you. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast. And I'm Steven Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento. And today I've got a very special guest. Jens Nielsen is in the studio with me today. How are you doing today, Jens? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you? I'm super excited about being here today. I am doing phenomenal. It's been a great day and I'm excited to dive into some good stuff with you. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Jens, uh, he brings together two things that I absolutely love the most real estate investing and coaching on mindset. So today we're going to be talking about some really powerful strategies that you can use to be able to step your game uh, up as an operator and an investor. And Jens immigrated here from Denmark. He owns, you know, over a thousand apartment units um, around the country valued over a hundred million dollars. So he's been in the business, he's been doing deals, and we're going to get into some stuff that I know is going to help you guys be able to grow your life, your business and your portfolio. So Jens, are you ready to get into things? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, before we get into all the great stuff on mindset, I want to get to know you just a little bit uh, more by starting out with this primary question that I ask every guest along the way. So if we start out by taking a look back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? That was a great question. I think, I think the, my uncle was probably the entrepreneur that I always kind of looked up to 
but I never had a path for moving in that direction. So I chose the W2 path. But thinking back, it's like he was doing amazing things. I didn't have the right mindset back that back then to you know follow in his footsteps, but he was definitely an influence and inspiration thinking back on it now. Yeah. So when you think back and you and you think about your uncle, he was entrepreneurial, he was out doing these things. What was different that he was doing than some of the other people that might have been in your circle? I think, you know, my parents, they were just W2 employees. They were, you know, just savers and, you know, buy things when they had money. My uncle was like flashier cars and boats. And I was like, how did he get money for this? And, you know, he was just able to generate income at a level that nobody else could. Right. And uh, it created, there was, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing. I didn't understand it back then, but it was just a way for him to, create that wealth without having to trade his hours for money, right? There was just an exponential way of generating income that I wasn't really, didn't understand until late on in my life. Yeah, so it's funny when we see these things when we're young, they can make an impact on us because it introduces us to a new way of thinking, right? A new way of looking at the world. We notice that they're doing something different. They're getting a different result. And mm, I'm curious about that. Or I really appreciate that. You know, I have a very similar experience with my grandfather, Grandpa Jack, who was an amazing, successful entrepreneur, owned uh, multiple business, including insurance companies. And it's fascinating how when you look back, you see these successful people and you think, man, I want to be able to be like them. I want to get out of whatever kind of stress or uh, challenges that you're seeing from, from folks that are living a different life. And it can be a real great motivator. So um, I know you're a big believer in this too, that defining moments in your life, often painful moments in particular, can really redirect your mind and getting you to take action and putting off major procrastination. Tell us a little bit about why you believe this is true and you know where this idea really came from for you yeah and i think you know i'm i'm kind of halfway you know i'm i'm 50 and you know a lot of people have this midlife crisis and they go out and buy fancy cars or whatever it may be but my next, my really defining moment was like 3 little over 3 years ago where i had a bicycle incident i crashed on my bicycle I was a, i've been a bike bike racer for years i crashed I actually crushed my kidney through the way I landed, broke a couple of vertebrae in my back and other things and ended up in the ICU with internal bleeding and everything. And as I was lying there, I was like, I have been pursuing goals specifically for me just to show how I could be better than other people, to put it bluntly. And I was like, man, that is a very short-sighted way of looking at life. Here I am, you know, God knows, am I going to walk away from this? Am I going to recover and I thought at that time I had some deep reflections around, did I really matter? Did I love? Did I, did I share my gift with others? Did I really live up to my potential? And the answers that I found weren't very, didn't satisfy me. So at that time, I kind of made the decisions like, wait, you know, I hopefully have another 50 years worth of life in me. Let me find a way to be much more, uh, help other people and grow and really live up to a potential that I didn't feel like I had. So that was a decision I made that three years ago. And luckily I recovered and, you know, I'm fully, you know, no, no real, you know, uh, long-term damage from it, but the mindset shift was so immense and it's really been the driver for me in the last few years. Yeah. I find that to be true that, you know, oftentimes people wait until they have an extremely painful moment 
before they make real change happen. And sometimes that's what needs to happen for us as individuals. You know, other, the other way to go about it is to listen and learn from other people's experience and be able to truly feel the pain that they're feeling. But there's nothing like going through it yourself. You know, I, I lost a loved one uh, going on almost two years back and it was traumatic and it really knocked me off my foundation. And what I'll say about it is very similar to what you're saying is that all of a sudden it really puts life in a different perspective. It can pull you out of the, the feelings of the moment and make you realize just how precious the time you have here is. We never know when our last moment might be. And so I think it's a beautiful reminder that we can choose how we're going to show up. And for you in this example and me and mine, you know, it took going through some extreme pain for us to be able to come out the other side to say, now is the time to make a huge shift. Um, so what have you noticed working with other folks and talking with other high achievers on how they can avoid needing to go through that painful moment and they can instead creating a defining moment for themselves? Yeah, it's an excellent question, right? I think a lot of people, you know, they're so comfortable in their W2 job that they never make that shift. But as we work together, we try to, you know, create a little bit of pain around the fact that, okay, if you do this for another 10 years, where are you at? Well, you may still be comfortable, but you may not have realized that freedom or that potential. So, so create, I hate to use the word pain, but that's the best way. Create a little bit of pain about your current, that current situation. Get them to see, well, there's a, a way out of that pain, quote unquote, towards bigger potential, right? Because we'll do more to remove ourselves from pain than we will do to move towards pleasure. So, so connecting with that and then connecting with that bigger vision of who we truly are, right? We're not always allowed or allowing ourselves to dream big enough. It's, you know, society will say, well, you know, know your place and, and, and stay there, right? But once we start generating those ideas and connecting with, you know, that future vision of ourselves, we can start moving in that direction, you know? Uh, so we don't have to go through a traumatic experience, but <laughs> you I, know, and sometimes it's a kick in the in the rear. I think it's so true, and it's one of those things that the the most traumatic experiences, the pain that you're that you're feeling in that moment, can be the driver forward. But you can feel it yourself. You can bring yourself there. There's a phenomenal exercise that Tony Robbins does at, at Unleash the Power Within called the Dickens process. And it's essentially where you're going back through as if you were Ebenezer Scrooge experiencing, you know, the past, present, future, where you're experiencing what life would be like uh, if you continue on the path that you're on. And I think it's very powerful that when you can get that granular and you can feel those feelings and experiencing those thoughts, it can all of a sudden make you that much more driven forward to make that change happen. Because let's be real, whenever you're making a mindset shift or a mindset change, it's not necessarily easy. Mindset is the thoughts and beliefs that you have that directly lead to the actions you take and therefore the, the way you experience life. And so if we want to go about changing those thoughts and beliefs, we've got to get some compelling reasons why we're going to actually go and make that shift happen. So um, thanks for sharing that with us because I think it's really powerful and it's a great reminder to people. And so what I'm curious about, I know you work uh, with coaches yourself. I have a coach. I, I work with uh, folks as well. So do you. Um, Talk to me about, in your experiences, how have you seen coaches make an impact? Um, on my personal life, I mean, you know, as, as I described that, that 
that traumatic experience I went through, as, as I started to make the change, I realized, okay, I need, really need somebody to help me move towards that vision, right? I knew I wanted to go, but I didn't know how to get there. So I, I started working with my own coach and he helped me get out of my W-2 job, fulfill some commitments I had made to my wife um, and then move towards the entrepreneurial, you know, uh, career or, or shift that I wanted to make. So he just helped me just get the clarity and help take the action, get, get, you know, just hold me accountable to take action. Right. So that's yeah. the impact it's had on me. And I've continued to work my coach, you know, for years, right. Because it continues to provide value every week when I meet with him. Yeah. Often people come for one reason. They're looking to make a change in their life. They're going through some kind of difficult trial or tribulation. Maybe they're, they were succeeding in their real estate business, but now things are not working so well anymore. They know what to do. They know how to do it, but they're still not doing it. They're still not making that movement forward. And what I've found is most of the clients that I've worked with, they end up, once they get a level of clarity, back again. It makes the process of making a decision super simple. It makes it really easy to make decisions once you get, you know, your values clear and you know what direction you're trying to go in and you can really go through a clear decision-making process. I think that's absolutely a big piece of it. But what sometimes will happen is people will start to make a big shift and then they'll go back. They'll go back to the old way. And this is where coaches and coaching uh, and mentors and being surrounded by people who are going to hold you accountable is absolutely critically important because day to day, week to week, month to month, you have a lot of things going on. And it's very difficult to see what you're experiencing internally and externally yourself. You need that outside third party to ask you questions and check to see where you're at because they're able to directly see and help you make that shift again. Have you had that experience as well? Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely people, you know, they start making a move and then fear sets in or they, they fall back to old patterns and they, you know, they stop making those changes. So you're absolutely right. I mean, definitely getting the clarity so they can filter opportunity through that vision and that clarity. And then, you know, the continuous um, kind of accountability. Yeah. You said you're going to do these things. How is that going and keep pushing them forward? Yes, it will be painful. Yes, it will be challenging, but there's also a reason that they came to you in the first place to so keep reminding them of that, that, Hey, you know, you, you said you wanted to do these things. You're paying me money to do it. I'm not seeing the action what's going on and maybe digging into that. Right. You know, there's fear. I mean, I had a, you know, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and he, he was, he wanted to do some things, but he was a little bit concerned about how people are going to react because they hadn't mm -hmm. seen his journey. So we talked mm -hmm. about how can you share that journey? So it doesn't like appear. You just one day had all these investments and everything else, right? Be vulnerable along the way. So it doesn't appear like it was magic, right? So just figuring out what is really holding people back and giving them a, a strategy to move through that, to, to appear, you know, show up in the world with courage, show up in the world authentically to who they are. So I think that's really very important. Yeah, it's absolutely important. And, and sometimes it's that shift, that person that can ask that question in a way that you yourself could not ask it. Now we could give you a list of questions you can do. I personally ask myself these questions, but I work with a coach as well because they're able to hear the tonality shift. They're able to see that little bit of energy that's shifting in you when you're answering something. And that can be an opportunity to pull that thread, 
to be able to see, hey, well, what's on the other side of that belief and how can we shift that? And it's once you can get behind, uh, when you can get behind that curtain, when you get into that subconscious mind and start really working there, some amazing things can happen. So I'm curious, what are some of the questions that people can ask themselves or a coach can ask that can help them to get to a level of more clarity? Yeah, I mean, I think we usually do kind of a, a vision exercise, right? And it's not so much about goals, you know, because a lot of people, are, you know, they have material goals they want to achieve. And we, we focus more on the vision side of it. So it's a question like, who are the people I want to surround myself with? What are the values I want to see in people? What are the experiences I want to have, right? Is that an experience of travel? Is it an experience of giving back, back or whatever that may be? What are, you know, the kind of personal growth I want to have? So really ask deeper, higher level questions, because once you start formulating that vision of who you are, then you can start making those clear, those, those, those right choices, right? And then on a daily basis, yeah, ask some questions around like, who can I help today? What, are, what do I, pre, uh, what, what am I grateful for today, right? How can I, how can I be the best I can be today? So we always have like four or five questions that we, that really should help you direct to direct your daily behaviors. I love, I love having those and individually, it has to be, be specific to that client to make sure it works best for them. Yeah, this is the one of the reasons why coaching works so well on a one-on-one -on -one basis because each person is going to need something slightly different. And so one of the big problems that I see a lot of people face, especially investors, especially um, whether passive or active, right? Passive investors have a whole list of things in their world that they're focused on from their work to their family to making that investment. Active investors are going out trying to find deals, understand how to evaluate these deals, put the capital together and everything that is involved in building that business. But one of the big problems they face is they end up feeling or going into a state of overwhelm. And that ends up being a place that can almost feel like a, a dungeon. It traps them in this place of overwhelm where they don't feel like they have enough time. They have so much to do, and yet they still aren't feeling like they're making any progress. What do you say to someone who's feeling like that uh, for the listeners on the other side of the, uh, the microphone here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a challenge, especially, you know, in high performance, we want to take on more and more every day and, and try to do more. I mean, and, you know, we talk a lot about productivity and productivity is really working on the things that's most important to you. And also getting out of doing those low value tasks yourself. And there's an awesome book that I read called A Deep Chains by I think the author's Quinn. And he talks about this idea of the, the tyranny of competence. So a lot of people are very afraid of giving up certain things that we are very good at because we think other people can't do it well enough. So we end up doing a lot of stuff we shouldn't be doing and really digging into that and said, okay, why am I doing my own accounting? That's silly. Somebody else should be doing my accounting, right? And, and getting, freeing yourself up and saying, let me put tasks off that are not for me to do. And then really focus on the stuff that can add value to me, right? And see what's important to you. Maybe you're in the middle of five deals. Well, maybe there are some of these deals you shouldn't be doing. It's also okay to say no. That's another key thing we always work on, having the ability to say no, because we always we want to please, we want to help, we want to be seen as somebody that's that is adding value. But to, at some point, we have to stop and we have to say no. So I feel that's another really key aspect of that. Yeah, no is such a big, a big uh, word 
to, to use to really be able to unlock more of your potential and be focused on the right things. But usually when people are feeling overwhelmed, and let, let's just be real, you feel overwhelmed, I feel overwhelmed, I feel it from time to time, I probably felt it today. But the big key when we're feeling overwhelmed is because we're coming from a place of not being clear on what we want and why we want it and how we're going to bridge the gap from where we are to where we want to be. So if we really get clear and we go through a clear process of making those priorities and making the decisions and truly deciding, truly deciding that this is the direction we're going, this is what we're going to do. And I know that these things are what's most important, which which then therefore means that I also have to be okay knowing that the things that are not the top priority will not or may not get done, that I'm going to say no to those items, that I'm going to cross things off my list that once were important but no longer are because you have to constantly reprioritize. At the end of the day, the most successful people, they all have that in common, that they are militant about consistently getting more clear and then reprioritizing so that they continue to move in that direction. So I just think that's beautiful to be able to share with people because you guys on the uh, listeners, you can start applying this today. You don't have to wait around. You don't have to wonder um, you know, if, if it's possible for you to stop feeling this feeling because overwhelm is just simply a state. It's an emotion that you're feeling and you're able to get out of it uh, as soon as you decide to, even if it's not always that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what are one of the biggest challenges, Jens, that you see people facing when they're going through the process of making change? Yeah, I think people don't see, they don't see the whole path they're like, oh, I want to be a real estate investor. Or I want a new career. They don't see the path. And so they never get started, right? And, you know, I have the feeling that you don't need to see every step. Just figure out what the next step is. I mean, that's a key thing. Like help people see the next step. And then the next step after that reveal itself, right? If you think you try to plan out the whole thing, you'll never get started because you get overwhelmed. You get, well, all these things could go wrong. Yes, they could. You don't know until you get there, right? So I think that's a key thing. It's just basically let's get started and let's, let's adjust along the way um, and just make the best we can, right? And I think a lot of people too, this idea of a failure, you know, we're so afraid of making mistakes because we were punished for it when we we're in school, we we're punished for it when we we're in the corporate world. But the nature of entrepreneurism is to try things. Some may work, some may not. You just, you try it. If it didn't work, you try something else, right? You just got to be... Um, comfortable with that idea of, of failing and failing forward and then trying new things. I think those are the two things, you know, that I really uh, feel is most important in, in making change and moving forward. Yeah. The idea of always coming back to what's my next step, because even when you're in a moment of failure or something didn't work out or you get rejected, if you are able to then release, detach yourself from that emotion, let go, and then ask yourself that question, well, what's my next step? then you're always coming from that place of being um, resourceful about what you're going to do and, and coming back to what's my next action? How can I get where I want? How does this align with, with what I actually want, what I want to do? Absolutely. So when it comes to, when it comes to choosing a coach, somebody to work with, what are things that are important for people to understand when they're making that decision um, of bringing somebody into their world to help support them? Yeah, I think it's, 
you know, you have to have a good alignment with that coach and making sure that you guys, you know, at least like each other because you're going to be working with that person for a while. Right. But also the type of coaching, because there's so many, there is, you know, there's life coaching, there's high performance coaching, there's business coaching. What is it you're truly trying to, to work towards, right? Are you trying to improve your performance in many areas? Well, maybe that's one type of coach. So explore the different types of coaching that's coaching that's out there and then make sure, you know, I always spend an hour, an hour and a half on the, on a Zoom call with any client that I may take on because I want to make sure we are good mats that we can work well together. And some clients are good, some are not. Um, so it's really just that understanding what type of coaching are you looking for? If you don't know, try to get on a strategy call with different types of coaching and see what type of coaches and see what type of coaching works best for you, right? And you can explore a lot about, some people are very happy with just buying a program online, some people that one-on-one -on -one, um, accountability, some of maybe group coaching. So whatever works for you, try a few different things, right? And just see, try it out and see what, see what works for you, right? Because it's such a varying field out there. Well, I think you bring up a really good point is that sometimes people confuse consulting and mentorship with coaching. They might have someone who's coaching them, but that person is really a consultant, consulting in their business. And so in my view, I always see a coach as somebody who can help get the most out of you. They're able to see what you can't see. They're able to help you go down that path, uh, whether or not they've been down that same path before, meaning they've got the skills and the strategies to bring the most out of you versus a mentor, someone who's been down the path and they're able to share some of their personal experience that can help you then take those steps to follow in their footsteps. Do you agree? I love that. Yes. And that's, I should have mentioned that because I always ask the potential clients that are you looking for training and consulting or are you looking for coaching? Right. Because training and consulting, yes, I can certainly do that in my areas of expertise. I can't see all your blind spots and whatever. And I feel like that's limiting that limits that part, that person to my experience where coaching is, I don't need to know their business. They can be, doing something I have no clue, but as long as I can help them generate new options that they can see new possibilities, then they can move forward in their chosen business, really. So totally agree. And it's very different. And I made the mistakes in the past on saying this is coaching when it really was just consulting. And I don't like the consulting because it just feels like it just gets boring, right? Because I just repeating stuff that that I've done so many times, coaching is so much more interesting because you never know where that discussion is going to go. So that's why I'm, I'm gravitating much more towards that. Well, because at the end of the day, what I've found, I'm sure you agree with me here, is that, is that most people, they think what they need is strategy. They think they need training. They think they need to know how to do it. Uh, but what they really need is they need a shift internally so that they do it. This is one of the biggest mistakes that I think people, they're always coming looking for what's that next tactic, what's that next strategy that's going to help get me where I want to go. But the truth is, they're the ones who are in their own way. They're essentially laying on the tracks in front of the train coming down the way, and the train's going. They just have to simply jump on the train, but they're laying down, and somebody needs to come over there and coach them. Hey, well, I hear what you're saying, you know, when you say this, do you, and what that ends up doing is it gives them vision. It gives them insight, a lens that they can actually see. Oh, I, now I see the way that I'm showing up in this moment and how I can show up better. Right. And that ends up leading 
to uh, being able to be paired great with some strategy and with some tactics that allow people to, to really be able to be successful and do some amazing things. So um, as we're getting close to wrapping up here, what I'd be curious about is what would you want to share with the listeners that is really going to help drive them forward? The specifically when it comes to going through the process of making big change happen in your life and knowing that on the other side, good things are there. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what the person is at, right? I would pick up a number of different books to start with and really start reading stuff about self-development and personal development to that's going to move you forward because you're going to pick out some ideas by, you know, Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, Jack Hanfield, some of the, you know, the big piece for people in the field that would be the starting point, right? And, and then do the exercises in those books. Basically start, uh, do some self-reflection, do some journaling, you know, get, start getting beyond that regular habit you have every day that, you know, gotten to where you're at. It's not going to get you to the next level, right? So journaling has been a huge step for me. And just start exploring a new option. Don't be afraid of, of, of dreaming big and thinking about where you can go, right? And then once, you, once you're like, man, there is more here, then start seeking out somebody that can actually help to push you to the next level, right? As we talked about before, finding that coach that's going to work with you, that that rings true to you and, and your path, right? And I wanted to add something else. It's very interesting because a lot of people come to me and they think they want consulting. Trying to convince them or you're not convinced them, influence them to move towards coaching is always a challenge. But usually they start seeing that it's like, yeah, I probably don't need the consulting. I probably need the coaching, maybe a little bit on consulting on the side to, to help with the technical aspects of it. So I think that's, that would be my advice, you know, start going out there and studying, study some of the stuff yourself and then find that professional that can help you move forward quicker. Well, I think this has been so valuable. I really appreciate you diving into these things. Um, let's let the listeners know, how can they get in touch with you? Um, and, and where can they learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is opendoors with an S capital.com, opendoorscapital.com. My email is jens, J-E-N-S at opendoorscapital.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for spending some time for sharing some valuable ideas. And uh, I, uh, I hope you have a phenomenal day. And a reminder to all of the listeners, ask yourself, what did I learn today and how can I apply it directly in my business? And then let us know over on social exactly what you did and, and what you loved about this episode. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Oh, thank you for joining for another incredible episode of The Investor Mindset. It's such a joy to be able to share these beliefs, these thoughts, these ways of living with each and every one of you guys because I just know the power that it can make. And for some of you, for the select few of those people who are truly committed to going after their goals, the people who really believe that there's another level from where they're operating right now, the people who are ready to make change happen rapidly. And even if you're somebody who is stuck, who knows what you need to do, you know exactly the strategy, but for some reason you're not doing it, for those people, there's another option. There's another level that you can reach. And and what I've noticed after coaching tons and tons of people through this process is that there's a simple formula. And when you can start to understand how to unlock those pieces within yourself, you'll start to feel more vibrant. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll start to 
make more money and you'll start to enjoy the process through and through. So if you're somebody who's in a position, you're ready to make change happen, you're ready to invest in yourself, you really believe that the best investment, the truest ROI is investing in yourself because it continues to give back over and over again, then I invite you to schedule a call, share a little bit about yourself and uh, see how we might be able to help serve you with the Investor Mindset Coaching. You can head right over to InvestorMindset.com slash discovery, set up a call and there's an opportunity to serve, I'll be right there with you. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.